welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts. And don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash football game plan. Also subscribe on iTunes to Football Game Plan Podcast and leave us a five-star rating. And we're continuing to move on with our 2020 NFL Draft prospect interviews. And today, joined by a linebacker as a former college running back myself, always interested in talking to the other side of the ball and talking to these linebackers, Solomon Muhammad out of Alcorn State. Solomon, I appreciate you taking time. Oh, yeah. What's up with it, man? It's great to have you today. You know what's interesting about guys like yourself, man, and the reason why I like watching you play is that you are always around the football. And that just doesn't happen by happenstance. That put, that requires a lot of work, a lot of preparation. You know, so what I'm goes definitely. into, you know, you as a player being able to be always around the ball? What goes into your week of work? Uh, I just, me going to, like, to a week, week uh, preparation, like, I just go in and watch a lot of film. I try to look at a lot of, like, a lot of small things, uh, like, how like a guard is like tilted or like when he's in the pool and stuff like that. It just be like small. Like, I take like little little notes of like stuff that uh, the team run, and I try to know the plays before they even run it. So I try to beat I try to beat the offense coordinator. That like that be my game plan as a defensive player. So it's like, more like, along. No, go ahead. Uh, like my coach, he he's just the coach and I'm the player, so like he can't do it. So I try to take up for uh, my coaches still like just show uh like we doing like the right preparation and stuff like that. But like really I just love the game of football. So I take the time and uh and I like I watch football literally like every day. I watch NFL linebackers, I watch how they uh read their keys and it's just different formations, the different formations that in that the uh, NFL run, like they run a lot of twenty personnel, more tight ends down the line and stuff like that. So that's just the, like the little stuff that I uh, look at to try, try to get prepared for a football game. So you kind of take the approach of I'm not just going to watch a player because it's bigger than that. You try to watch the scheme and try to watch formations and, and what you're playing. Like you said, you, you try to play the game against the OC as opposed to the individual player. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's like these past couple of years, it seemed like all the offense coordinators really tried to run the ball away from me. So. Like that was that was the kind of uh, vibe I was getting from my like, every game, but like I ain't saying like I'm cocky and nothing. It was just it was just like respect respect thing. I feel like all the coaches respected me on that level. Well, it was interesting because that shows how much work you put in to where they say, okay, we obviously can't game plan against this guy because he's kind of doing a lot of what we're, he's all he always has a counter for what we're doing, so we're just gonna run away from him. But the funny part about that it kind of grew your game because I think you can play all three backer spots. Um, is that something that you think you can do? Do you think your versatility is one of your best traits? Oh, yeah, most definitely. See, see, people don't know about my offensive side of the ball. That's what really made me love the linebacker position because, like, I get to like, – I knew all the running back routes, all the, the receiver route tree. I played quarterback. So, like, I knew the different type of reads that the quarterback was reading. See, like, for instance, Lamar Jackson, they ran the split zone tight end route this year. And, like, that was, like, the majority, like, the, with the swag, swag, uh ran and stuff like that. And, like, some of the leads, they, they couldn't fit it, fit it uh, how we was fitting it. 
at my school, it was just like small. And I'm like, dang, like Lamar Jackson getting out with this simple formation right here. It was just a lot of ways that they was getting into it. Like they had a tight end on the other side, uh, probably had like three by one dancing, him in motion. And then had him come right, right, right back around to the side where he just came from. And like he going to uh, lead it in and go look for the back and stuff like that. It's just a lot of stuff like you got to know at the linebacker position, like what it be. Like and just be disciplined really. It's a like it's a disciplined position. Like you gotta be very disciplined and linebacker. I'm glad you brought that up, man, because that's such a great point. The fact that what you're seeing teams in the NFL struggle with, you tend to see it day in, day out at the collegiate level, which then makes you more apt to adjust to the NFL level a little bit better than, than other guys. And you talk about playing in the swack, man. I think people don't give the swack enough credit as far as the type yeah, I of think, I, play. yeah, I think they really underestimated us, though. Like, we really had some some dogs out there in that league. But, like, I just try to put on for for my uh, for my city and myself, really, my family, and showing, like, for, like you can make it from Birmingham City School and stuff like that. And, like, you just got to pray and stay on your knees and just, just be a humble person. Like, just be a great person out the field, really. But, like, when people see me out the field, they be like, you don't act like you do on the field. Like, you be all vicious. Like, they would think I have, like, a mean spirit. But, like, I'm just, I'm a goofy person. Like, I like to laugh, make people laugh, stuff like that. Like, that's just the other side. People don't know about me, like, if you don't know me. And the, the good part about playing in the swag is that you just don't see, you know, one type of, of team. You'll have your running teams like Southern. You'll have your teams that want to air it out like Grambling. And, you have, um, yeah, gray up, gray exactly. You see teams like yourself. You're the own offense you face. You know, that's a physical discussion every day. You know, oh, so yeah. how has playing in the SWAC against those different offenses do you feel like prepared you for this NFL journey? I feel like uh, the SWAC prepared me good, but I, I feel like I, I got a little bit more in me. Like, I feel like I haven't played enough power ball, but I know what kind of uh, player I am. So it really doesn't matter. All you got to do is just line up in front of me and I'm be a ball player. You talk about the linebacker position. You talk about a position that people tend to – I think people treat linebackers like they do running backs. They, you know, they, they'll say, oh, the running back position don't matter, and, and they kind of treat you guys the same way. But you notice running backs and linebackers make a ton of difference in the ball game. And the fact that you're able to play well in the passing game uh, speaks to your experience as a quarterback. But how much of that do you feel like enhances your ability to be a three-down player at the next level? Uh, it, it helps. It helps me a lot. Uh, like you say, I can I can really play anything. It's just uh, we didn't have enough depth to where I can move around like uh, Isaiah Simmons and stuff like that, Clemson and stuff like that. But we most we definitely had uh the ball players like uh one or two and stuff like that. It was just to say we were running four three so uh with the mic and but I did a little uh. Like when we uh, run a dime package, or we go like uh, three down front, and I go to an edge, and just like kind of spy the quarterback. I rush up field, but it really be like a spy, cause like most of the quarterbacks they try to scramble in the swag. So when you uh, when you talking about coming off the edge, do you feel like blitzing is a part of your game that people don't give you credit for? I think you're an above average blitzer. Oh yeah, when it's time to go, it's time to go. But so, sometimes it just depends on the, uh, the guys in front of you, 
if they hit it at a fast place, then it won't it won't slow up your uh, your time and stuff like that. Like I had a, a very young D line this year. I ain't uh, saying that they did a bad job. They did a great job for for just just being their first year. But like uh, for my 2018, we we had a much uh, older uh, group. So my blit like the blitz is that's why we uh kind of uh we was number two in the sacks I think that year in FCS it was one on, but I wasn't really uh worried about that I was just worried about like like us as a whole eating and stuff like that. But my 2019 season uh, we had a younger group so I feel like my my uh blitz is one is as precise as they would have been if I had like a more vicious D line <laughs> like to open it up. And he the fan. What uh what part of of playing a position do you do you take the most pride in? Uh really in the position I play. But I I, I feel like I'm uh, learning linebacker more since uh Coach Thorne been in D C ever since he uh got the uh, defensive job at uh at All Corn. Uh it helped he really helped me learn the uh the position more, like as a defensive player. Because with me coming from offense, like, I really didn't know, like, cover two, cover three, and stuff like that. Like, I was just getting to the open spot and being an athlete. But, like, once you get to college, like, all the stuff changed, like, all the technical and all, like, the verbiage and stuff like that. Like, it just be, like, little stuff and, like, technique stuff. Like, yeah, like the football, football don't change. It just be, be, like, being, like, technique sound and stuff like that. And, like, not crossing over and, like, being playing down here fast. Uh, ring, ring, run, first pass, second. Always reach the guards. It just be little stuff, really. Alcorn to me is just—it's you know, been fun to watch you guys under Coach McNair. I think he is one of the more underrated coaches in college football. Period. Uh, with how he's developed you guys and built you guys, and you constantly see pro prospects come out of Alcorn. Can can you speak on how valuable was it for you? to have him as a head coach? Uh, most definitely. Uh, Comex, he's a great dude on and out the field. Like, as a coach, like, he, he's the he's the one that paint the field. Like, like at other schools, I know, like, bigger schools, like, they have their field crews and stuff. Like, like he run, he really runs the show, like, like, like it should be done. Like, Comex, he's a great person. Like, he's not only teaching you football, he's teaching you how to be a better man and, and to get your degree, cause football not gonna last forever. So like he he always stressing get your degree. So I'm finishing up in Maine and stuff. So like that. Like he always it's, it's real. Like he worry about your education more than football. But he know like we we had a football the better. He just want us to be like like he don't want us to get lost in this football stuff. But like he know we like the players that he recruit. They have the ability that uh. To get the job done. So, Comac, he's doing a great job with the recruiting process and just building young men up here. So, I give credit to him and his staff. You know what's, what's interesting about just players in general? Uh, usually when you pop on a, you know, a game film, the, the, the dogs, the alpha dogs tend to stand out right away. And when you pop on big games, you really see the best of the best. And it was two games in particular, that really stood out to me. That that really just said, you know what, this dude, Solomon Muhammad is a is a baller. He a player. It was <laughs> a, game that was the SWAC championship game against Southern. Yeah. And it was also the game against A and T, the Celebration Bowl. And it was just like, you know, the dude finds ways to make game changing plays when his team needs it the most. Just for instance, when you look at the Southern game, 
Obviously, Southern is driving down the field. They're going to score. And I've never seen someone really just intercept a pitch. You know, so <laughs> that just shows that someone is just right there where they're supposed to be. When you when you have those moments of rising to the occasion, is that something that you just feel? Because a lot of people don't have that ability. You see it, they call it the it factor. You see it, you know, a lot of times they'll talk about yeah. it from the quarterback perspective. Yeah. But you on yeah. the defensive side tend to have that. Most of the time, I'd be it. It it'd be like a blank feeling. It'd just be like I'd be an eagle out there. Like I'd just get like, just like laser focus and everything will slow down. Like, like that play right there. Uh, it was it was an edge blitz, and I had timed it up because you know like the cadence and stuff change when you get to the lead. So like with me playing like quarterback and like knowing like the guard gonna touch the uh, center like when he ready like I'm watching all that like cause you gotta have great peripheral vision at, at the linebacker position too. So like when he did that, I timed it up, and when I came up on him like I came up on him too fast, so he thought I was finna hit him. So like when he tossed it, I had tipped it like I tried to catch it like right then, but I had it had tipped and it had went off my helmet and I had grabbed it. Then like when I like I should just I should just kept straight. But when I <laughs> when I when I faded off when I faded off I gave the running back an angle. But well, you can see you can see where the piano fell on your back too. It was about the ten yard line. I was like, you know what, man? And oh it, yeah, my legs had got hit me and everything. <laughs> you start to feel like the goal line just keep moving away from you. No one's. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> no, but you did it. That was a that was a fantastic play to make in that situation that really killed the scoring drive. And you know, it's interesting because that's something that you could see a senior making. So when by the time you came into Alcorn, uh, where have you seen the biggest growth in your game personally? Uh, I feel like when I when I first started playing in 2017, when I got hurt, I felt like I would have had a like a, a monstrous season if I didn't get hurt. But it was a blessing getting hurt because. Uh, I had broke my arm in high school, and I had some screws in there, so I had re-injured it uh, my sophomore season when I first had start, start starting, and it was like right on the top of uh, where my screws was, and it was a uh, it was just like a slight fracture. But I came back and played uh, them last two games in Jackson State and Grambling, and I had on the cast. Like that one, like with me being hurt, like. The doctor told me I wasn't gonna play like the rest of the season, but like I was determined like to to come back and help my uh, teammates because I know they needed my help, and I didn't want to leave them leave them out without uh, without giving them my all uh, because I know I could still play like with with the cash and stuff. When you look but at it, you, no, go ahead. Well, it was just uh, a guy though, like he would uh, haunt me and stuff like that. Who are some of the guys that you watch now at the at the pro level that you that you tend to you know study and and want to take pieces of their game and add it to yours? Uh, I like the 49ers uh, a lot because uh, that's my number 49. And then I look at their uh, defense as like the style that I like. That's their type of play is like something that I want to be around. I want to be around a group of guys like that. So like all of them, like they just ready like ready to go like. You need a group of guys around you like this. That's everybody just ready to go and just be ready to work and just be around winners. Like somebody that like to win. Like I hate losing. Like like I have a passion for the game. I just hate losing. So it's just be like I, I just love the game of football. Really. What is it about the game you love the most? 
uh, you get to take your anger out on somebody <laughs> uh, <laughs> without uh, going to jail and stuff like that. But I, don't, I just look at it as uh, me. I look at football as an asset for me to help better other people's lives, really. And, like, to reach out to other people. Because, like, people in my city, like, they look up to me. Like, they live cheering and stuff. Like, I don't even know the cheering. Like, I'm back in Birmingham now. And, like, when I go to my high school, like, it's cheering. Like, probably was in elementary when I was in high school. I remember seeing you play. So, like, that stuff just be, like, it just be going to my mind. Like, this can be really bigger than what it is. I just had to just stay humble and just keep grinding. Let's say you have a 20-year a NFL career, right? And once you're all said and done, you're, you know, you're 38 years old, you, you know, you've, you've played the game. Uh, what what would you do in your second career? What's something that, that's that's passionate about uh, you that many people may not know about that's outside of football? Oh, I'm an avid hunter, most definitely. Uh, oh, really? That's that's what people don't know. That's that's one of the reasons why I chose Alcorn. Cause my mama went to Alcorn and my grandma stays in Vicksburg. That's like forty five minutes away, and we have hunting property that uh that we had to take care of. Since my granddaddy passed, it's just me and my brother. So we go down there and take care of the property and stuff. And then like I'm in a hunting club, and I like to do a lot of uh, field work. Like I'm an outdoorsman, really. I just I'm just from the city. I'm a city country boy, if you want to, <laughs> and that's how you want to call it. <laughs> so you're an avid hunter, man. That, that's awesome, man. And, and you have a lot of opportunity to do that in, uh, you know, northwest Mississippi. I tell you that, man. I've been, oh, up, I I've been up that way. <laughs> we got land on our own. Like, we we had to take care of the property and plant food plots for the deal. Like, it just whole bunch, like, hunting is like, like, people just think you're going to go out and just see a deal. Like, hunting is patience and stuff. Hunting is really like football, like. It's like you have to prepare. You got to plant seeds and, and feed them consistently all summer for them to just keep coming back through and stuff like that. Like you got to be consistent. But you'd have a, uh, like a good herd on your property and stuff like that. It should be a lot of little stuff. That's, that's a great way to put it because with football, you kind of have to, okay, if, if they see me making this step here, they think I'm going to do this all the time and they're yeah. going to call a play for it. Then I hit him with a, you know, with a little, with a misdirection, and then I'm coming back the other way. They think I'm just flying up the field as far as yeah. a rush, you know, is concerned. So I see what you're saying. It, it does correlate and makes a lot of sense. When, when you look at football as a whole, uh, what would you say is the biggest thing football taught you? Uh, football taught me to be just to be a go-getter. Like, if you want something, you're going to go get it. And football is that sport like if you want to if you want to be a standout like you're gonna be a standout like you're gonna put that in your mind you like like before i leave here they gonna remember my number like that's that was my mindset when i had first saw my number like on the uh my freshman year like when i ever my first ever saw my number like, like i'm just like going up i'm like dang like this past 39 this past 40 45 then I'm right there on the fifty. Like they was, they was the highest number I ever wore. So it was just like surprise. I'm like, dang, like forty nine. <laughs> but now I was like, bet I don't even care. It ain't the number. It's the dude in the number. So, so that's how. That's what I went off for. That's how. That's the approach you have to take, man. And when you look at how you played the game, it definitely proves that you were just out there, just balling regardless of what number you wore. 
uh, and it showed up as you be, became an All-American, consistent All-American, two-time All-American. Uh, you did your thing out there on the field at Alcorn. And Solomon, it's been a pleasure. Where can people follow you on social media to keep up with your journey to the NFL? Uh, my Instagram, I have two underscores, Solomon49. And uh, I just made a Twitter. I don't know my Twitter like that. I got to go look it up. But... <laughs> they'll find you if they, they type in Solomon Muhammad. They'll find you. They'll know where to find you. Uh, my, I think my Twitter Solomon A forty nine, it's all like that. But if they want to follow me, just go look at my Instagram two underscore Solomon forty nine. If it didn't have forty nine in it, you know I'd have been upset, right? Like, you got to You got to keep. You got to trademark that forty nine, man. Like, what? Well, <laughs> Solomon, it's been a pleasure, man. I appreciate you taking time, and we wish you the best of luck moving forward. Most definitely. Good talk to you today.